Welcome to the Migraine Miracle Moment. I'm your host, Dr. Josh Turknett. I'm a neurologist, migraine specialist, migraine sufferer, and author of the book, The Migraine Miracle. In this podcast, you'll learn all about how to find your path to migraine freedom without pills. Let's get started. Howdy, folks. So welcome to another episode of The Miracle Moment. Today, we have a special guest, another miracle success story, and this time it is from Anne-Marie Charest. And also, we have another special guest on the podcast today, someone who will be joining me uh, from now on on these uh, Miracle Success Story interviews. Some of you uh, know her from our Facebook group and Migrant Everland community. It is, of course, uh, my wife, Jenny. Hi, Jenny. Hello. So uh, some of you also know that Jenny uh, is the brains uh, and creator behind all of our recipes. She wrote all the recipes for the book. Uh, she wrote all the uh, recipes that are part of Primal Provisions, our weekly meal planning service, uh, which is an incredible resource. Uh, the entire archive of those recipes is available to our Migrant Everland members, and uh, I recently was perusing that and was couldn't believe it and <laughs> how much was mm. in there. Um, so that's a tremendous treasure trove. And so I'm excited Jenny's going to be joining me on these interviews uh, to help out since uh, she's a critical part of the uh, Migraine Miracle Universe. Uh, Jenny, I haven't quite figured out why do I call you Jenny on the podcast and I call you Jen every other place in life. <laughs> I know, and it's actually <laughs> very disarming to hear you call me Jenny. <laughs> but speaking of Migrant Everland, uh, if you are interested in becoming a member, uh, you can check out more information by going to MyMigrantMiracle.com and clicking on the Resources tab uh, at the top of the page that will uh, go through all of our nine primary resources, including Migrant Everland, which gets access to anything that we uh, create. We are also, uh, at the time of this airing, should have just launched our latest Keto Blast, uh, which is our 30-day Keto Challenge. And we hold these regular 30-day challenges throughout the year. Uh, we just completed our first ever 30-day Cheap Sleep Challenge, which was a lot of fun. And if you want to see the schedule of our remaining challenges for the year, head over to MyMigraineMiracle.com forward slash schedule. All right, so as mentioned, this episode is with Anne-Marie Charest. She has been uh, a member of our Migrant Neverland community, and Jenny and I first uh, encountered her when she was posting uh, pictures of her life up in northern Quebec, uh, where she uh, raises sled dogs and really leads uh, uh, an ancestral existence uh, off the grid, as you'll hear about and uh, has made some really remarkable improvements uh, with her migraines after implementing the plan and has been able to reclaim uh, parts of her life that she had lost to the beast uh, for the past several years. So really an inspiring uh, story and an inspiring person. So without further delay, here's our interview with Anne-Marie. All right, so today I am very excited to have Anne-Marie Charest on the podcast. Hi, Anne-Marie. Hello. Hello. So Anne-Marie joined Migrant mm -hmm. Everland about a year ago, I think, and we've really loved having her as part of our community. 
in our group, she's shared not only the successes she's had since uh, implementing the plan, but also given us a little glimpse into what appears to be a really amazing life that she leads. And for those reasons, I really wanted to bring her onto the podcast so she could share her story with you. So Anne-Marie, could you just first tell us a little bit about your background, who you are, and maybe kind of how you spend your time these days? Yes, but uh, first of all, I would like to thank you for having me on your podcast, Dr. Turnkett. And, oh, uh, absolutely. For having me and uh, all the support that you've given me in the last year. It's really, um, oh, I'm getting emotional already. <laughs> <laughs> it has changed my life so much and I feel really privileged to be having this uh, chat today. Well, thank you. We so, really uh, appreciate it. give you a, a little bit of background, I've had migraines since I was a child. My first memory of a migraine is I'm a toddler. And I'm telling my mom, there's a dog in my head that's barking. <laughs> so I do think that because it probably was pounding in my head or something. Mm -hmm. I was diagnosed with chronic migraines about 20 years ago. I'm 40 years old now. And nothing really has uh, helped me. And migraine here is, uh, well, like in many places in the world, is still seen as something really obscure and uh, non-existent, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> some kind mm -hmm. of... Uh, imaginary sickness of course so uh, I have been battling with chronic pain for 20 years and I discovered the migraine um, book mm -hmm. in the academy <laughs> in May of last year mm -hmm. and when I discovered it, I had had a migraine for nine year, nine uh, days in a row and uh, I went low carb well almost keto right away and three days later the migraine was gone so that was saying a lot to me. <laughs> mm -hmm, sure. And in the months that followed, I went from uh, 26 days of migraine a month to two to three days, just a hormonal migraine. So going back to your story, you know, when you first started having migraines and over the years, had you seen doctors and had you tried various treatments? Well, I come from a vegan family. Uh -huh. And uh, we are uh, Native, Native American. Uh, okay. We are Mequinenix. So uh, whenever I would have a problem, my grandmother would give me some kind of plant or, you know, and mm -hmm. just, uh, you know, the spirit will take care of it. But right. at some point, uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. no. <laughs> huh. And so we were not really big on, uh, on strong medication. I had been prescribed antidepressant mm -hmm. for the migraine about 20 years ago, but for me, it made no sense, and it had just started, and my GP was, was just like, oh, let's try that, you know, like if it was a candy, or, you know, mm -hmm. maybe it's going to work, but I didn't feel confident that he was taking me seriously, Right. so I refused, well, first of all, I refused the diagnosis for so long, <laughs> and I refused medication, but then 10 years ago, I was willing to try anything, because it was it was really, I, I couldn't live anymore. Mm -hmm. So I tried about, uh, I would say, all the medication that is out there. The only thing I didn't do yet is Botox, but uh, I had tried everything else. Had you had success and with also, anything? No, and I also tried all the holistic approaches like uh, osteopathy, chiropractic, acupuncture, Chinese medicine, Vietnamese medicine. <laughs> right. <them> yep. <laughs> I did find some relief with CBD oil, mm -hmm. but in Canada, it's uh, really hard to get. Now it's legal, so it's uh, a lot easier, but it's still hard to get. 
mm-hmm. and uh, that was the only thing uh, that had helped me and I had been prescribed the uh, triptans all kinds of triptans and uh, using the triptans made everything worse so I was I, oh, I was taking so much medication and I felt uh, dizzy all the time or I really had so many side effects Yeah. that uh, at one point I just said, okay, I'm going to stop everything. Did you have so, any... So to answer the question, uh-huh. I didn't have any success. <laughs> Did you have any success with <laughs> uh, triptans in the beginning? Did they help initially? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. And Relpax and a few other medication at first. Oh, it was like a miracle. And mm-hmm. you think, okay, I finally found something that's helping me. But not for long. <laughs> right. Right. And then things steadily kind of got worse and required more and more medications, right? More medication and the triptans. I had to sleep a lot longer mm. so that they would become effective. And mm-hmm. then it was almost a daily intake of triptan. Right. And, uh, it was really bad. Yeah. So over the years, were there anything in particular that you'd identified as triggers or things that would bring on your migraines? I had been journaling for about 10 years, trying, okay, cut the gluten, mm-hmm. cut the sugar. I'm a yoga teacher. I'm a meditation teacher. I've been practicing meditation since I'm 16 years old. Oh, wow. Nice. It's not the stress part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I have to admit that I was developing some kind of anxiety of migraine because mm-hmm. you anticipate whenever it's going to come. And yes. if you're driving... Is it going to hit me when I'm an hour away from home and I'm going to lose sight because uh, I get the blank spots in my eyes? And so it's, you're always trying to stay relaxed and calm and not anticipating, but it's still there. Mm-hmm. But I had identified some triggers like the pressure in the atmosphere mm-hmm. because here where we live, it's one day it can be 10 degrees Celsius and the next day it can be minus 15. Oh, wow. It wow. changes so much. It's uh, very difficult. But again, I felt that it was all in my head and my, my GP at the time didn't know nothing about migraine. So kind of made me understood that it was all in my head. Mm-hmm. And at some point I went to the ER because I was, um, my boss at the time thought that I was really too confused. I had had a migraine for, I don't know, 20 days in a row or something. Wow. And uh, the emergency doctor had a scan and because I didn't have a tumor, didn't know what I had. So he told right. me that uh, I should go home and make love. So that would ease my migraine. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I cannot drive home. I'm too confused for that. So I don't right. think that making love is going to cut it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a, unfortunately a, a really common story. When you uh, first started with the Migraine Miracle, what were some of the initial changes that you made? I did everything at the same time. Uh-huh. So I started, uh, <laughs> well, first of all, I was vegan. Right. So I went from being vegan to cutting all cereals and all carbs because I realized I was eating so much fruit, so mm-hmm. much cereal that I cut all that and I added the meat right away. I'm fortunate enough to have access to organic food. Yeah. And I had been eating organic for all my life. So I just continued eating organic food and mm-hmm. uh, no carbs. Like I tried under 20 grams of carbs daily. 
well, I started walking more consciously because we live on a, a dog sanctuary. So it's, uh, we're working and walking and outside all day, but I tried to add some Nordic walking. Mm-hmm. And um, I really understood with the Migraine Academy, the Beastling Academy, I really understood, accepted, I should say, that I have to respect the normal cycle of my body. Mm-hmm. So when I feel that I begin a migraine, I rest, mm-hmm. where before I would fight it. But now I know that if I respect my body and if I implement the plan, things are going to be okay. What I would really like you both to understand uh-huh. is that coming across your work made me believe in the future. That's great. Because all the neurologists that I had seen told me that it only would get worse with the years. Uh, and when you already have 26 days of migraine a month, yeah, this is uh, opening a door to very black thoughts, you know? Right. Yes, <laughs> yes. For sure. Yeah, I really appreciate you saying that. And that's a big part of, you know, what we want to do is, is offer hope in a space where there's not a lot being offered out there in the medical community and also some of the online communities. So you mentioned that you transitioned from being vegan and it sounds like you had been for quite a while. Was that challenging or was it you were at the point where you, anything you would, you would try and uh, that's what you did? Well, I thought it would be really challenging for my body at least, Mm -hmm. but actually no. (laughs) And I realized it feels like my body needed it and I didn't realize it Mm -hmm. because I was more conceptualizing that I didn't want to eat animals and all that. But when I decided to implement the plan, I thought I'm going to do this for my body for now. Let's just experiment this for now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the changes were like immediate. My, my husband says that I took a happiness pill. Oh, <laughs> you know, wow. Because I went from being a suffering person who doesn't sleep really well. And I had um, IBS. Mm-hmm. And uh, nobody knew uh, where it came from. And now I don't have any pain in my belly. My digestion is good. I sleep good. So it's being pain-free changes one's life. Yeah. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. so the, the, the vegan adding meat, it mm-hmm. worked for a few months really well. And then I tried to do vegetarian keto. Mm-hmm. Then I realized I had milk allergy. So um, yeah, I tried the vegan keto. Yeah. So now I'm still, I'm still experimenting. Right. Yeah. I think we actually get a fair amount of people who come in asking about, you know, whether it can work with vegan and it does introduce its own challenges. And one thing I, I would sometimes advocate for folks is to, is to just try the plan as is for a while, just to see, you know, how you respond. And then once you kind of get yourself to a better place, then you can kind of experiment with, you know, making it work and seeing if you can modify the diet to sort of what your needs are, but really to focus first on just getting yourself to a better place. And and if that takes adding in some meat for a while to get from 26 migraines a day to being pain-free, then, you know, I think that's, there's a lot to be said for that. Can you sort of take us, take us through like what, your typical day is like now in terms of your diet? Well, in the morning, I'll have a coffee with a heavy cream. 
which mm-hmm. I never had before <laughs> because of course fat was the enemy yes, <laughs> yes. for lunch uh, most of the time we'll do uh, either a salad with uh, some sort of meat we're big fans of uh, hemp seeds mm-hmm. so we'll either have hemp or have um, have uh, meat and some other leafy greens and uh, some olives with uh, stuff with almonds and if my husband wants a dessert, we'll do a, like a bit of berries with with cream. Mm-hmm. And uh, for dinner, we'll have uh, quite the same actually at this time of the of the year because uh, we do try to eat in season. So mm-hmm. now the weather is a bit warmer. So we'll do either a salad with a fish, or we'll do some asparagus with fish. So we try to have either one egg meal mm-hmm. or either uh, fish meal in the night. What were the main foods that you were eating before that are no longer a part of your daily diet? Oh, fruits. I was eating so many fruits and I was <laughs> having like smoothies all the time. I was not eating fats. I realize right. that. Now I can, if I feel hungry sometimes or I feel just a lack of energy, I'll have a spoonful of olive oil and it mm-hmm. changes everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and all my body, I felt was like thirsty for fat. But yes. I did not realize that. Even I went to my hairdresser uh, last week and she's a, a friend of my mom's that I've known since, since my birth, right? And she hadn't seen me in about a year. And she touched my hair and she said, what did you do? Your uh, hair is so much thicker than it used to be. So hmm. I think it's also due to my, my new diet. And it sounds like you're taking advantage of some intermittent fasting, really having two main meals and then you uh, coffee for breakfast. Yes, we, uh, we do try. <laughs> we, did, <laughs> we did try so many things because during the winter, I have to say that I've been having troubles not having migraines. I don't know if it's, because of the the light, um, mm-hmm. let me find my words in English. <laughs> in November, we only have about six to seven daylight hours uh-huh. with the sun up, mm-hmm. and from the end of November until I would say February, my migraines came back, mm-hmm. and so I'm still trying to understand and experiment and. Probably maybe because also it was my first winter with the plan. Mm-hmm. So maybe my body has to get used to all that too. Mm-hmm. But um, during the winter, because I still had pain, I tried fasting, which mm-hmm. I was really scared of because before it used to, if I skipped a meal, I would have a <laughs> migraine. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I did three days of fasting. And after the third day, it stopped my migraine. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And we try intermittent fasting and my husband lost like 20 pounds. (laughs) (laughs) So we do find a lot of uh, benefits in trying different techniques and tools, I would say, that you do suggest in the book and in the academy. I would just also like to add that we have a sled dog sanctuary. We adopt sled dogs from uh, races dogs that uh, were on chain and all that and now they live free in yards and pens and all that uh-huh. and i have been doing this for 16 years oh wow and in the past 
I would say in the past six years, I was not able to participate in fall training because of migraine. This year, I even rode my sled in November, which was a first in I don't know how many years. Wow. So I couldn't stop crying. <laughs> yes. In November, it was still good. I would say it started being a little bit more difficult in December. So before you transition to the plan, were you still taking any medications for migraine? Yes, I was. I don't know which one at that point, but uh, I was taking daily medication. Okay. Daily, like abortive medications, like triptans or something like that? Exactly. Oh, no, I was taking Topamax at the time, mm-hmm. plus triptans if I had. Uh, Topamax uh, gave me suicidal thoughts, but I am a super positive person. <laughs> so that was very That's scary. scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you on anything now or were you able to kind of wean yourself off of those things? I do not take any medication <laughs> anymore. <laughs> this is a big, big, big win. That's huge, right. And I have to say, even though I said that I still get migraines that I did last winter, they were not migraines where I was uh, vomiting and uh, Mm -hmm. uh, being like almost paralyzed. I could still get up and do my day, which was not possible before. Right. Even in the winter, even if I say I still had some pain, I do see a big difference. We get a lot of people who ask about, you know, who come to the plan and they, they're they on medication and then they start doing better and then they wonder about what to do. And I'm just curious to know, how quickly did you lose the Topomax and get off the triptans? Oh, right away. Right away. I started the plan in May and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I just decided, okay, I'm going to do this. <laughs> and that's what I did. But I don't know if uh, CBD oil counts as medication, but uh, it's a supplement that I will take if I do feel that a migraine is coming Uh and that does help relieve the tension but i now when i i feel that pain is coming i just lay down and it goes away which would never have happened before Mm -hmm. right you mentioned before that you at least initially were keto are you still maintaining keto or are you a little more flexible with your carbohydrates now i would say we're low carb but I would tend to get back to keto because uh, I do feel that I have more energy. Also, I don't know if it's all in my head, but I feel that I'm contributing (laughs) more Uh to the success of my health. (laughs) Ah, right. (laughs) I can feel that if I get a migraine for whatever reason, at least I was keto. But that's, you know, that's me. That's just me. I I understand. I'm, I'm extreme, you know. Yes, yeah, I could tell. <laughs> so you've mentioned that uh, it gets really cold where you are. For our listeners, where do you live? We live in uh, northern Quebec. Gotcha. And uh, it can get that to uh, as cold as a minus uh, 45 Celsius. Is that where you grew up? Yes, it is. And we spent about 10 hours a day outside. So even oh. in the cold weather. <laughs> yeah. So, But when I was a kid, I lived, uh, I lived in Thailand for a few years. And I love the warm weather. So I'm not a cold weather person. Oh, wow. (laughs) Well, that's impressive. When I was in Thailand, I didn't get headaches. Yeah. They don't uh, have gluten. Right. And the weather is so different. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The sun definitely uh, plays a role. And as you mentioned, trying to figure out the ways to uh, 
to sort of mitigate what happens in the wintertime for many of us. Many of us, you know, are not living in the ideal climate when it comes to sun exposure. So I think that we'll continue to get better about figuring out how to how to minimize the impact of that because it probably does play a role and probably had something to do with why you were better in Thailand. Yes. And also something that was really important for me is uh, what you said in the uh, Bee Slaying Academy. You started off saying, well, one of the best lifestyle would be to be living in the forest, <laughs> off the grid, but who can do that nowadays? Me! I was not super appreciative of my lifestyle, I, right. I, can, I must say, until that point. Mm-hmm. Because it was not my first choice to live off the grid like we are living. Ah, uh-huh. So uh, we were kind of uh, <laughs> thrown in that direction uh, by life. But uh, now that I understood that for my, for my brain, it yeah. was very good. It mm-hmm. made me really more appreciative of my lifestyle. For sure, because yeah. Because off the grid is uh, physically challenging, very physically mm-hmm. challenging. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you want, when you have a migraine and you don't have running water, <laughs> <laughs> you still want to have a hot shower or a hot bath, you know. But mm-hmm. I would just lay down and appreciate the fact that there is no sound, no noise, nothing. That I was, I could really have a good rest, and that's what I did emphasis on. So it did really change a lot my perspective on my lifestyle. And I want to thank you for that. Uh, that's really interesting. Yes, we, we've loved the posts that you put into Facebook. Yes. And, and we like seeing the little <laughs> glimpses into your lifestyle. And, and in some ways, we're very envious that's because right. we would like to be you know, further off the grid than we are. Mm-hmm. And, and we're trying to figure out you know, how we can sort of minimize the consequences of that in our own lives. That's probably too, you know, yeah. part of why you your recovery has been so dramatic and swift in some ways because you had these other pieces that were already in place and then took just a few other little things to sort of finally reap all the benefits from the, the life that you were leading. I do believe so. And I think it's great that you you said you're a yoga teacher and you teach meditation. I think those are some of the, the meditation piece and the mindfulness piece. That's something that often gets neglected so that you already mm-hmm. had that in place is so key. Yeah, you're so right because it's very easy to slip in uh, bad thoughts and bad mm-hmm. disposition when you're in pain. Yeah. And it applies to any illness, really. Right. Right. Jenny? Yes. I wanted to thank you because um, I had posed a question about uh, hormonal migraine Mm -hmm. that I, because you were saying that you were walking that amount of steps and all that. And I was so trying to figure out, you know, when (laughs) can I change? Yes. And uh, your answer was really strong. (laughs) (laughs) Like um, strong is maybe not the the right word, but uh, it was uh, really truthful. Like you just (laughs) implemented the plan. Mm-hmm. You cannot start saying that this it works or not. And, <laughs> and, uh, it's exactly it's exactly what I needed at that point. I was like, well, oh, okay, she just <laughs> told me so. You know? A little tough love, and, uh, right? Yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I thought, wow, that's great. Yeah, that's what I needed. <laughs> Well, it took about a year of experimenting myself. And so I just wanted for people to not give up after trying it for a month, because I know there's a lot of little tweaking that has to be done and you have to develop that for yourself and figure that 
part out for yourself within the framework. So I just was afraid of people giving up. So thanks for hanging in there and, and trying it. Yeah. And it sounds well, like you, thank you you took it in the spirit that it was intended That's as right. well. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, it's not too good to stay in the comfort zone. That's right. That's yes, right. Yes. <laughs> so um, I want to be respectful of your time, but is there um, anything else that you'd like to say, particularly to anyone who's listening right now and maybe is in a similar situation to where you were, you know, a year or so ago? I know it's a scenario that a lot of people find themselves in. Anything that you'd say in particular to those folks? Well, I can say that since I've been, uh, well, since I took the course, the Beastling Academy course, Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm an ambassador of the course. That's <laughs> great. I always have to say, I don't own that company. <laughs> <laughs> I have no benefit except your well-being. Because uh, whenever, because now I feel that I open up more because I have a kind of a solution to offer if somebody opens up in return. Right. That's uh, something, uh, another benefit that happened since taking Beastling Academy. I decided to share publicly, like I've been blogging about oh, migraine, great. about my condition, but also about tools and how yoga helps and how mm-hmm. my diet change and all that. And people are opening up so much. And it's great that your book is translated in French. So I direct people to, to your book as uh, the academy is, o- is in english only so oh, wonderful. i don't know how many people have bought your book so for me if somebody comes to me and say they have a migraine i just feel for them because mm-hmm. i know mm-hmm. how it feels to be hopeless and to be lost in a system that does not understand migraine and that you feel that you are alone and that nobody understands you mm-hmm. and discovering that you can implement a plan that you can understand your triggers but more than that you can understand the threshold so that you don't have to be so worried about the triggers Mm -hmm. and understanding that do not focus on what triggers but do focus on what is working out for you that was such a big change journaling (laughs) about stuff that is positive right was like Whoa, this is so obvious. I didn't think about that. But it 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 changed my whole perspective about it's not now it's not an illness, it's just a condition mm-hmm. that I work with and I move forward with. It's not like I'm not gonna move like step over it or forget about it. I'm just gonna move forward with it. So it's way more harmonious. And this mm-hmm. is what I wish to everybody. And I would so much, so deeply want everybody to believe that there is possibility to ease the pain. Mm-hmm. This is so important. You can ease the pain without medication and without costing money, just making some changes and really reconnecting with our, 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 um, nature and how we were meant to be Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well those are wonderful words of wisdom we jenny and i talk all the time about how amazing 
the group of people are that uh, we have in Migrant Neverland. We mm-hmm. keep meeting these uh, incredible people, and we feel really honored and privileged to have you as part of the community. And, and yes. hearing hearing your words now makes me even feel that even more. And that you know, not only are you you know sort of putting into action everything that we put out there, which is the best gift to us that you could do, but also that you're now, you know, trying to spread the word and help other people with it. Like we can't, so I can't thank you enough for, for being part of our community and for everything that you're doing. Well, I thank you because um, I also told about you, told my, now I have a new GP and she's really trying to, to help. But uh, when I talked to her about the, ketogenic diet at first mm-hmm. she was really oh no this is so bad <laughs> mm-hmm. and then she took up on herself to go to a weekend where there was a this medical conference about the ketogenic diet yeah and when i met her again she was emotional and she said all that time i had it wrong huh. wow. so you know the impact that she is gonna have on other people as well right and it mm-hmm. all started by just you Somewhere in the United States, right. <laughs> having this idea that you want to cure yourself, and now you're helping people up north here, and it all starts from from you two. So this is just this yeah, is it's how so cool. humanity should work, you know, circle of life. And I'm so glad to be part of it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's very well said. We, you know, everybody like you out there is is just making this happen and and spreading the word. And and I, I it makes me very optimistic when I when I when we talk to people like you and we hear the changes that you're making and and we hear about other doctors being receptive to it. It really makes us hopeful that you know we can sort of move things to where they need to be. So, well, thanks again, Anne Marie, for coming on the podcast. It's yes, really been a treat to talk to you today. Well, thank you very much, and thank you for all you do. You're welcome. And keep posting your videos <laughs> with your dogs. We love those. Yes. Okay, I will. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again to Anne-Marie for taking the time to share her story on the podcast today. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, listening to her. Mm-hmm. I must say I really enjoy her accent. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it almost is like she's singing to you. Um, Jenny, any final thoughts that you had about her um, story? Well, I would just say I appreciated that she took my tough love um, (laughs) in the spirit that I intended it. Um, We do hate to see people get discouraged and give up at the first stumbling block. Um, We know that it takes some time uh, Mm -hmm. and that you have to commit to the process. And so I really loved seeing that she stuck with it, hung in there and continued to to try it and to find out how it was going to work for her. Yeah, we talked about uh, some of our most significant success stories that we've shared uh, all have a healthy dose of grit and perseverance Mm -hmm. in common. And uh, she's one of them for sure. Uh, She's definitely gritty. And because of that, took your advice in the right uh, spirit. That's right. Uh, She also talked about uh, which we haven't covered that much on the podcast, but uh, the kind of the stigma uh, that migraineurs can have in uh, the medical community. So there, mm-hmm. uh, she certainly uh, sounded like she encountered this quite a bit in her uh, journey over the years in the medical system, where you know sometimes migraines are are treated as as less significant or are less uh, you know real uh, than other physical disorders that are manifested by clear signs and symptoms that a doctor can detect so the fact that migraines are kind of an invisible issue that you only experience in your own head 
uh, oftentimes um, makes it hard for others to appreciate just how significant and debilitating Mm -hmm. it can be. And so sometimes that leads to doctors um, discounting it or trivializing it in some way or you make making you feel as if you aren't heard. I also think that part of that too, that response from doctors uh, is born out of frustration that uh, you know they've had uh, many patients where they haven't had tools that helped mm-hmm. and uh, and being frustrated at someone continuing to come back to say, I'm no better. It's kind of easy, an easy out to say, "Oh, it just must be in your head," and then you're done. You know? Right. So, especially um, if they've never experienced migraines, if they, themselves. If they have never experienced it themselves. It's really hard. I mean, it is hard to imagine. You, it's you can see where you would, you would, you could go down that road, if you don't see any signs that there's mm-hmm. a problem, and then everything that you're giving that person is they're saying isn't helping. You know, it's it's easy to 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 just say to yourself to rationalize it by saying, "Oh, it just must not be real." Mm-hmm. But we all know that's not the case. That's right. Um, and I also, you know, I think it was impressive that you know, despite the fact that she'd been raised uh, in a vegan family and that mm-hmm. had been kind of her way of life for a long time, that she was willing to depart from that in the interest of getting better. Right. And uh, I think that's a really good lesson. I know that uh, this is a topic that's often, you know, heavily politicized. There's a lot of emotions around it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that when it comes to your health, uh, you know, put that first, uh, putting that first sometimes, uh, you know, makes the most sense. Uh, and she did that and she focused on, you know, what do I just need to do to get well, you know, and that's, and, and put that as, as top priority Mm -hmm. in whatever that takes. And then once you get to a better place, kind of reevaluate and reassess and figure out what you want to do going forward, but see the, the plan, uh, as, you know, as you would any other, treatment or, or um, therapy that this is something you're doing for yourself to get well mm-hmm. and uh, and that that can that's it's okay for that to take top priority for a while you know you're you're worth it and then you know at some point it, uh, get once you're once you are healthier you know think about how you want to make things work going forward but I, I thought that took a lot of courage uh, for her to, to go down that road definitely. All right. Well, thanks again to Anne-Marie. I know your story will help a lot of people, and we really appreciate you taking uh, the time uh, to share it. Uh, We are always inspired by your posts on Facebook, so we hope you will continue to uh, share what life is like in the remote regions of northern Quebec. Okay, that's all for this episode. Uh, Jenny, what is it now time for everyone to do? Slay the beast. Slay the beast.